poop. <laughs> I just did it. Oh, test it. Test it. Run it. Run it. Poop. Hey, listen to Commander Google Podcast, episode 108. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan. Today, we're going to do the arc of the lovable losers with the town of the butt sower deck. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We're on episode two of X in the arc of the lovable losers. Today, we're going to play a deck or talk about a deck that I actually own in real life. Didn't realize it was un- as unpopular as it is. Yeah. And uh, we're going to talk about why. Yeah. Uh, you said Tana the Butt Sower. Tana the Butt Sower. Technically, Tana the Blood Sower. It's technically, yeah, but we know what it really is. We yes. know what they meant to say. So another Gruel deck by Brando. Surprise. <laughs> Spoiler, there is a Decimate in this deck. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's funny, we were talking before the show on... I think we were talking about it on the CCO pre-show. Tana the Blood Sower is like shittier Angry Omnath. Yes. In every way, she does kind of the same thing. She's just shittier. She's just everything is worse. Yeah, Instead un- of being a five five, she's a two two. Instead of being making like five five, she makes one ones. Instead of making five fives for free, she makes them for attacking and hitting people. In which she's gonna get blocked and killed because she's a tutu. Exactly. <laughs> Let's give her a give her the official CCO read here so people know what we're talking about. And then we'll ignore her and we'll be talking a whole bunch of other stuff. Tana the Bloodsower is a two two elf druid for red green two. She has trample. Yeah. That's a thing. Whenever she deals combat damage to a player, you create that many 1-1 green sapling creature tokens, and she has partner. That is totally irrelevant for today. You're not playing her with any of the other red-green partner commandies? There aren't any red-green partner commandies. There's only one. That's so sad. And as soon as there is one, I'm going to put them in this deck, or her, or them. I'm so pumped for monocolored partners that you can add to your current partner. Are they doing that? Well, no, not officially. I don't know if they are or not, but... That's what I want. Like, I want Gruel, like you've got today, but with, like, an additional mono-red partner. That'd be cool. Or a mono-green partner. Or a mono-black partner so you could play Jund. That'd be cool, right? That'd be kind of neat. I dig that. And and you either you either make them, like, one or two or three mana and just make them super marginal and very corner case to that color's strategy, or you make them, like, seven mana. So your main commandy is like your two color f- three or four drop one, like Tana or Timna or Thrasios or whatever, like super low to the ground. And then you've got like a big ass monocolor beater that also is very integral to that color's strategy. That'd be kind of neat. I yeah, think that. yeah. I think that that would be super fun. And you can't play the battle bond partners with things that they don't particularly partner with. Like I couldn't put a toothy in with Tammy. Correct. I? Those are the... If the Commander 16 are the swinger partners, they can partner with anybody. They just dump their keys into a jar and go home with whoever's keys they pick up at the end of the night when they're hammered. <laughs> right. Um, the Battle Bond ones are the monogamous partners. Huh. They're like Hawk and Animal from the Legion of Doom. Yeah, or like the Great Canadian Goose breeds for life. Have I ever talked on the show about how much I hate Canadian Canada geese? Yeah, they're assholes. I hate them so much. Oh, you know, speaking of Canada, Rebecca was driving into work yesterday morning. Giant moose right on the side of the road. Awesome. And it doesn't care about anything because nothing eats it and you can't hit it with your car and survive. So like people are really careful when they know moose are out. <laughs> yeah, they're super big and super mean. They're so huge. They're not actually mean, but they're cool. If they got babies, they're mean because they yeah. will stomp you until you're dead. And flat. Like flat because they weigh like 1,900 pounds. <laughs> yeah. You ever seen a like a cow? Yeah, put it on stilts and then like... Add 50% more weight. And then strap a big tree branch to its head. Two tree branches. <laughs> well, maybe it's just one like big crazy one. Yeah, like a like a driftwood stump. Yeah. Everybody's seen those. They're on TV all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Except it's like t- taped to its head like a, like a helmet. They're so huge. But they're very good to eat. That they are. That they are. And they're yeah. cool to look at. I have a stuffed one from when I was a kid. Oh, it's like you have a t- like a taxidermy one? Where is it? It wouldn't fit in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I want one of those uh, big raptor... Statues for my yard someday. That's, oh, that's yeah. my goal. Like squad goals. I'm gonna dress them up like a pirate. Yeah, I you could dress them up for every holiday. I guess I could do that too. I just figured I'd dress them up like a pirate and just stay like that. Yeah, that'd be good too. Very much. So. Hey, uh, let's talk about something magic related. Okay, like what? 
Well, let's start with social media coordinates. Okay, we are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we talk about throughout the course of the show. Or commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail, hate mail, show suggestions, lovable losers you'd love to see covered in this arc, but no nudes. We got some lovable losers, one of which we already covered way back in the day. We didn't even know he was a lovable loser at that time. Who was it? Uh, the the guy from Legends that taps to give plus two plus two to something. Tulsum Wolf Lock, Tulsum Oh, the Infect deck we did. We did her when she had zero lists. Is that a thing? Yep. She was oh. the, she's the floating head. Yeah, the floating head that looks like a Triceratops. Also Grull. Yeah. <laughs> because those red Infectors, eh? <laughs> super good. <laughs> You can also find us online wherever better podcasts are found. That's your Google Play, your iTunes, your Podomatic, your Spotify's, your Podbeans, and any other place where you can get your podcasts. You can also check us out over on edhrec.com or flipsidegaming.com, or you can use specialty CCO promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. Or if you missed any of that, you can find a more complete list on the contacts page over on the official official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet. CommanderCookout.com CommanderCookout.com also outlines our latest deck giveaway on the giveaways page. How to enter, how many entries you get for certain things like following us on Facebook, subscribing on YouTube, uh, leaving a comment on one of our YouTube videos. And this arc, you say this is deck, what are we on, three of X or two of X? Two of X. Two of X. This arc, actually, I got lots of stuff planned for this arc, dude. It's going to be a good one. I got to show you. I got to show you. It's going to carry over into next month, but we are partnering with fellow Canadian podcasters, Commanders Brew, and last week, we talked about this on the CCO pre-show, last week, we weren't actually allowed to say why we were partnering with them, but now we can. Ooh. Yeah. So you go check them out on April 4th at 8 p.m. EST. What does that mean? Eastern Standard Time? Yes. Yeah, we have central time. Our time never changes. Yeah, we're on air quotes here. I'm using them. See if you can hear them. Daylight savings time uh, all year round. We lie to ourselves. Yeah, because our TV and stuff changes, but our time doesn't. But because everybody's time changes where they broadcast TV from, our TV changes. It's very strange. So it feels like our time of day changes, but it doesn't. Yeah, it super does. Like I have to, When I want to go over to my mom's to watch wrestling on Mondays, because we go over for supper there. Over there for supper, I should say. I got to go over an hour earlier because wrestling starts an hour earlier. We well, get supper an hour sooner. That's true. It's not terrible. I guess. Anyways, you go and watch Commander's Brew April fourth, eight p.m. EST, Battle of the Brews. That's when they're launching it. They're doing a Commander Showdown of the sickest decks in the land. Yeah, I, you, technically you can't call it a Commander Showdown because that already exists on YouTube. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Battle of the Brews though looks actually super hilarious. Andy and Sean at Commander's Brew sent us a little promo clip. It's kind of a bloopers reel and I mean they're professional comedians, so of course they're going to be funny when they're making mistakes. And um, they sent us an intro to Battle of the Brews. Both look very excellent. Indeed. Yeah. So you check that out. At some point, and give them a big F you from your boys at CCO Nation. That's it's all of us. We are collectively CCO Nation. We want to collectively say F you to them. Yeah. Speaking of F you, um, our Patreon shirts are in. Yes. And we have lettering on the sleeves so you can recognize Brando and I that say F you. And it's spelled right this year. Well, I mean, spelling mm-hmm. is usually interpretation it's when it's definitely not relative. So at MF in Calgary, <laughs> we and the CCO Dude Bros and a couple others from Saskatoon that we know would be great ambassadors for the nation uh, are going to have our Commander Cookout shirts. Brando got a red one this time. Yeah. You got yellow, blue, and red. Yeah, I like the uh, Prim- colors. Primary color kind of guy. Hey? Yeah. <laughs> I got a purple one. Weird. And if you see FUs on the sleeve, that's us. Or a red one or a purple one. Or a yellow one or a blue one. Uh, yeah, I it's suppose that's probably easier to discern <laughs> that way. Yeah, I got the bright colors because usually, I mean, I don't know if this is a sweeping generalization of Magic players, but they wear typically gray, brown, black shirts. Yeah. So if I'm in a bright yellow t-shirt, you can see me from wherever I am in the building. That's actually how we found you in GP Vegas, like yeah. all the time. We yeah. just stand up on a chair and look for a yellow shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Super fun. If you see us in the shirts, come say hi, jam some games. If you see anybody else in a gray or black Commander Cookout shirt, 
give him a big F you. And kill him first. Yes. It's probably F you, Evan. It's probably F you, Jesse. <sighs> or it's probably some tryhard that's doing modern that's scrubbed out on day one. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> F everybody else that is... Uh, uh, got a Commander Cookout shirt on. How do you get them? You become a Patreon or you become a patron on patreon.com slash CCO podcast. We don't have a shirt promo going on right now, but we do have a complimentary holiday themed for St. Patrick's Day card altar. If you sign up at any level, it's f- free. I'm going to call it free because you're going to get it. I don't even know when St. Patrick's Day is. Tomorrow. Are we... We're not past it. By the time this episode comes up, it'll be past, but you can yes. still get your St. Patrick's Day altar. Yes, for the month of March. Yes, I I suppose. So we're going to have a new promo into April, and we're still going to be doing the arc of Lovable Losers. Yeah. Sweet. This is going to be sweet arc, dude. It's going to be good. Should we wait? No, we have a shout-out to do, and then we can get into the deck. Yes, we have a new patron shout-out. Shout-out to Travis Pryor. Pryor. On the CCO (laughs) pre-show, we said that that rhymes with crier. Which makes me assume he's a bad loser or maybe even a bad winner. Yeah, he's just so happy he cries or when he dies, he cries. He's a crier. Yeah. He must be one of our lovable losers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Travis. We're calling him a loser on air. I used to get, I used to feel bad when I call people losers. But then we started doing this show and now it's just like, it's a term of endearment. We, well, we're bringing it well, back. You know, what, you know what really happened? I worked in HR for like six years and I just, loser was my go-to for people who like got themselves fired because they snorted coke at work. Like, like. You had one job and it was to not snort cocaine while you did your job. Yeah. And you know what? Cocaine is a weird one. Like. <laughs> I, I, I get it, it's addictive, but there there was people that were addicted to hard things that were a result of very damaging circumstances in their life prior to working for the company I was with. So cocaine was probably the least of their worries <laughs> or, or whatever their drug was. <laughs> Anyways, oh, Travis God. Pryor, thank you very much, even if you're a crier. A dire crier. Oh. Not, di- not as in dying, but as in dire, as in like super serious. Oh, like D. I-R-E. Yeah. Travis Dyer. The Crier. I can't talk super deep like that today because I got the stupid plug nose. <laughs> Travis the Dyer Crier. Excellent. Should we talk about an episode show? Magic deck? Yes. Because <laughs> we're on an episode of our show talking about a magic deck. We Should should we do that? Yes. Tana the Blood Sower. She's a 2-2 trampler. When she hits you, you get sapperlings equal to the damage she deals. Yes. Okay. Token deck? Yes. Okay, like Sapperling tokens or tokens in general, I think it's kind of a swarm deck, so you just want bodies, right? Yes, I don't really care what the bodies are composed of as long as they are vanilla and a token. Okay, well, we're, we'll see what that means. Uh, start with Creech? We always start with Creech. Now, we usually start doing them alphabetically, either frontwards or backwards, but uh, this week we're going to switch it up. No, I'm totally lying. We're just going to do them alphabetically. Okay. Yeah, I'm lying to you. I'm sorry. We're going to do Ant Queen. Five, five for five, and you pay two, and you get a green insect token. I'm just going to say insect or sapperling or plant. That's fine. Are they all green? Are all the tokens green? I believe so. At one point, there were some goblins in here too, but I think they got caught for just other stuff. If they're goblins, they're red. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. So we have Shitty Sliver Queen. Yeah, I suppose. Next up, we have Avengy of Zendi. Oh, I like your abbreviates. <laughs> <laughs> He's a 5-5 five, five or 7. Enters the battlefield, you get a green plant equal to the land you control. Yes. And landfall, all plants get plus 1, plus 1. Counters. Counters, that's right. Yeah, super good. Beru, Fist of Krosa. Or Shitty Kamal. Beru the Fister. Yeah. 4-4 four, four for 5. When a forest enters the battlefield, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Green creatures. They also get trample. Oh, so it would behoove you to cut the goblins if there are any. Yeah. So they, so they all get plus one. He's got grander. You could discard another card named Bearer. Bearu, Fist of Krosa, to whatever. Like, it's not going to happen in this deck, so I don't care. Yeah, you get an XX Worm if you decide to play that in modern or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or in your clone deck and you clone them and then bounce the original one and then discard them to the clone. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Caustic Caterpillar. Now, this is a utility guy, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so he's a 1-1 one, one for 1. You pay Disenchant Mana and sacrifice him to Disenchant. That's green 1. Yes. How about Crater Hoof Behemoth? 
Oh, he's gonna hoof you. He's gonna he's gonna moose stomp you to death. There we go. He's a five five for eight haste. Enters the battlefield. All your creatures get plus X plus X and trample where X is the number of creatures you control. Hopefully it's lots. He's just gonna win. He's gonna cast them, win the game. That's this card is the other reason why Brando says eight mana wins you the game because this is what wins you the game. Yeah, typically when you cast this spell, you're winning the game, and that's pretty cool. How about Grand Warlord Radha? Yeah, this is. This is a new one from Dominaria. So he's a, she is a 3-4 haste for 4. Whenever one or more creatures you control attack, add green or red in any combination, and it doesn't end, uh, leave your mana pool till the end of turn? Yeah, so like you attack with 8 guys, you get 8 mana that is either red or green, and then you can use it on your post-combat main phase if you want. Not terrible. She's not terrible. I don't like that art, and I don't not like it because she's big, and I don't not like it because of whatever. Is it? She doesn't feel like really the focus of it. Like she doesn't look special. She looks like a generic person leaning on a sword, standing on a rock in a field, and that's not who I think of when I think of Rada. Couple things. She's on the she's on the left third of the card, which in like photography or art, that's where you put a focus. You don't put them directly in the center. She's standing on a dead dude with a sword in her back. Looks like a rock. And she obviously killed him and took his mana, right? It could be a Lana War Elf that she just killed, thought she gets his mana. Maybe. They both live on Dominaria. Sure. And she's super good because when you attack, you that ability triggers. So you could like pump that mana into Kamal Fist of Krosa. Oh, she's a tremendous card. I just don't like the art on it. I suppose. Yeah. All right, moving along. Check this out. Look at this guy instigator gang this is a werewolf yeah that you do not want to flip right oh no you want him to flip but he's also good when he doesn't flip okay so he's a two three for four attacking creatures you control get plus one plus oh and at the beginning of your upkeep if there were no spells cast last turn you transform them the beginning of each upkeep if there's no spells cast last turn you flip them over sure it looks like his art looks like gangs of new york it does look like gangs of new york i like it put them up put up your dukes yeah he looks like the Notre Dame Fighting Irish logo. <laughs> Transforms into Wild Blood Pack, trampling 5-5 five, five attacking creeds you control get plus 3 plus 0. So you do yeah. want it to flip. Yeah, you want that thing to flip all the time. And when he does, those sapperlings are way more badass than they were before. Yeah, and at the beginning of each upkeep, if if there was two spells cast in a turn, you transform them back. Yeah, so it doesn't stay transformed for very long, but sometimes you can pummel somebody's butthole before they... That's okay. He flips back over. Not a bad card, actually. Next up, we mentioned it before, we have Kamal the Fister. Yeah, he's a 4-3 for 6. You can pay 1 to make a land into a creature. Great with um, Crater Hoof. Or you could go green, 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 2, overrun. Plus 3 and trample to your whole team. Yeah, good with Rata, good with mana, good in this deck. Yeah. Next up, we have Karametra's Acolyte. That taps for a green for your devotion to green, right? Yes. So however many green pips on perms you control is how much mana you get. It's always at least one, because she can, she has one in her, her cost. Next up, we have Michaeloth. Ooh, 4445, devour two. Uh, so when he enters the battlefield, you devour two? When he comes into play, you can sack creatures, and for each creature you sacrificed, you put two plus one plus one counters on him. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot how devour worked there. I, that Jesus. Was, okay. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a green sapperling into play for each plus one counter on him. So it's big risk, big reward. Oh, yeah. You sacrifice 10 guys and he gets 20 counters. And at the beginning of your next upkeep, if nobody removed them, oh, oh, baby. They're in for a whole world of shit. I like waiting with Michael Loth until there's like one player left and you don't put him on removal, right? You're like, oh, he's not holding removal up. He's got something in his hand. He's got a creature. He's got something that he thinks is going to win him the game because he already blew all his sweepers. You just sack your whole team to Michael Loth and just wait, right? I love that high risk, high reward type of magic because he's like, uh, play my thing that I was going to try and win with and then it's a back to our turn and we're like make 20 dudes die <laughs> yeah. how about nomadic grove guardian this I love this card I love this card it's a great card arguably no it's a great card it's also like shitty sliver queen but it's got an upside so it's a four five for six you pay three you get a green sapperling so it's kind of a shitty rate on a sapperling but yeah. you can do it as many times as you want no tap this is the great thing Sack a sapperling, all other sapperlings get plus one, plus one until end of turn. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so with that Michaeloth, if you just made 20 dudes, you could sacrifice like 20 dudes that don't have haste to give your 
whatever, five or six saplings that you had from a turn ago, plus 20, plus 20. Now you're attacking for like 100 damage. Excellent. Yeah, I love that card. <laughs> All right, how about uh, Oracle of Moldiah? That lets you play an extra land, and you can play it from the top of your library. Correct. Plague Mew. Mana Dork with Infect. Love them. CCO Staple. Psychotropic Thalid. Yeah, okay. 1-1 one, one for 3. At the beginning of your upkeep, you put a Spore Counter on it. Then, if it's got 3 Spore Counters, you can remove a spore counter, or remove all 3 Counters to get a Sapperling. And you could sack a Sapperling, pay 1, and draw a card. That's why it's in there. That's why it's in there. You don't care about the Spore Counters and shit. You just want to sack a Sapperling and draw a card. Yeah, I mean, maybe you'll get a free Sapperling out of him if he sticks around for a while, but like, whatever. You might get your card back out of him if it's like... I don't know, is, is Sapperling worth a card? No. Maybe maybe two two or three Sapperlings are worth a card? I think trading a free token for a card is pretty good. Yeah, it just takes time. So it's not... Yeah, it's I guess not. I guess if time if you don't if you're not counting time as a resource, then you get a free token out of it. Yeah, and he's pretty low threat. I think he's pretty low on the threat threshold where people aren't going to be like, oh, I got to kill that psychotropic thalid. And even in this deck, it's not broken. Yeah, I think the only reason he dies is he just gets caught in like the swath of a sweeper. Yeah, right. And at that time, like, when does he get good? The, I'm I'm using my technical brain on it because I like this card, and I'm thinking, okay, three mana that in three turns from now will replace the card if you're counting a token as a as a card. But you can pay your fourth mana to draw a card. Yes. Your fifth mana to draw a card. So now it's five mana draw two. Your sixth mana draw a third card. And now it's a six mana draw three. Replace it with a sapperling if it dies. Yeah. Six mana is when it gets really good because you've drawn three extra cards. Yeah. Also, you could... <clears throat> If you play Butt Sower first and hit once, you can just play or pay two and drop a bunch of cards. Yeah, that's fine too. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's not too bad. Yeah, okay. How about Rada, Heir to Keld? This is the original Rada. She's holding some dude's head. Yeah. I wonder if it's severed or if she's just dragging a whole body behind her. In what my do you think? In my head, she's totally just dragging somebody by their hair. Yeah, the cosplayer that does the Rada, I don't remember who it is. Sorry. She just had a head. That's, I mean, it's harder to probably get somebody who's like, hey, man, I'm going to drag you around by your hair for the whole... Yeah, like that dude in Vegas who's like, I'm just dressed like this because I lost a bet. <laughs> you that? Dressed as Jaya Ballard because he lost oh, a bet. Oh, yeah, yeah. 2-2 two, two for red-green. Whenever she attacks, you get red-red, and you can tap her for a green. She's cool. Yeah, she just gives you mana. Sakura Tribe Elder. Also sacks to give you mana. Sakura Tribe Scout. Taps to give you a land from your hand into play. Tender Shoot Dryad. Ooh, this is... Oh, I thought this was the Battle Bond one, but it's not. So this is a 2 2 four, five. Yeah. Ascend. So if you have 10 or more perms, you have the City's Blessing. In this deck, you will have 10 or more perms. Yeah, very quickly. At the beginning of your upkeep... Each upkeep. At the beginning of each upkeep. Yeah, so it's just like Verdant Force. Correct. Yeah. At the beginning of each upkeep, you make a Sapperling. Then if you have the City's Blessing, Sapperling creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Yeah. Oh, baby. Get a 3-3 yeah. every turn. Nothing wrong with that. That is actually super good, hey? That's a great card. 3-3 three, three every turn for 5 mana. Yeah. Cool. So good. Next up, we have Thalid. Yeah. It's a 1-1 one, one for 1. During your upkeep, you get a Spore Counter. You remove 3 Spore Counters, get a Sapperling. Just there for flavor. I just... Like that card. Definitely. Is that the archer plane? The the guy that looks like Wolf Girl from Scary Stories again? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I like the one with the mushroom guy with the stick. I like that one too. And I do have that one as well. But yeah. this is just the one that I'm playing. It's for Fallen Empires. How about Thelonite Hermit? All saps get plus one plus one. And when he's turned face up, because he has morph, sure. Sure he does. You get four sapperlings. It's fine. Do you ever morph them and then turn them up? If you're a greedy, greedy son of a bitch, you do that. If you have a ton of mana from, it, like, Rata. It costs so much. It's eight. Eight. Yeah, three face down and then five to turn him face up. That's yeah, too much. Or he just costs four for an anthem for your sapperlings. Yeah, which is what he's there for. The other one's just a bonus if you're just mana flooded. Yeah, that's right. How about Ulash the Hate Seed? This used to be, like, a popular grill commander, hey? And then he fell way out of favor. Yeah, it's a 4-4. Four, four. It's a zero zero four four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... Enters the battlefield with a plus one, plus one for each red creature you control and a plus one, plus one for each green creature you control. So Tana counts as two. Okay, yeah. And then all your saplings count as one. All your plants count as one. Okay. Yeah. And then you can pay one, remove a plus one from him, and you can deal two one damage 
to target creature or put a green sapperling into play. So you can cash back out on your sapperlings. Yeah. And or you can just kill a creature like you can kill blockers. It's okay. Yeah. Nothing wrong with them. How about Utopia Mycon? Is this the last salad that you play? I think so. Or the last fungus that you play? I, I only say? I only play the I think I only play the three. The just three ones. Yeah, the, the draw card one, the cheap one. And then this one is a zero two for green. You get a spore counter during your upkeep. You can re- remove three to get a sapperling. You can sack a sapperling to add a mana of any color. Yeah. That one is good. That's a good one. Because you don't give a shit. You're just, I'll just sacrifice eight sapperlings because I have 15 of them. Yeah. Crater hoof. Yeah. Because you're still going to win because you still have like seven. Exactly. Eight with the Utopia Micon, nine with Crater hoof, and you're just going to win. Correct. So all your guys get plus nine, plus nine. Super good. How about uh, Verdant Force? We talked about him earlier. Seven, seven for eight. At the beginning of each upkeep, you get a sapperling. Vertiloth the Ancient. Oh, I love this guy too. I always imagine in my head like Vertiloth is married to Nomada. They're just like <laughs> they're just like husband and wife and all the sapperlings are their kids. <laughs> <laughs> so not do 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 yeah. So he's a four seven for six. Kicker of X. All sapperlings and all tree folk, all other tree folk get plus one plus one. So your Nomada gets plus one plus one. Neat. Yeah. I think. <laughs> we'll say it. Is. And when he enters the battlefield, you get X one one green sapperlings, uh, kicker of X, right? Dig it. Yeah. How about veteran explorer? Yeah, this guy. When he dies, everybody searches for two basics and puts them into play. Yeah. Uh, not tapped. Yep. And everybody. Yes. But he costs green, so you just run him out on turn one and be like, "Come at me, bro." Everybody will get land, right? Because you want land too. Yeah, everybody wants ramp. Everybody wants land. This is a. F- I think this is a fun card. That's this is yeah. definitely a fun card. Yeah. I play him because you get him on turn one, and then it just puts everybody ahead in the same spot. It eliminates non games. It it's just a cool card. I just like it. Yeah, if if early game is turns one two three, this gets you to the mid game. Maybe on turn two or three, like when somebody's got something that doesn't die when they run into this veteran explorer, they'll attack you so they can get into the mid game, right? Yeah, so I like this one. It's a fun card. In a fun deck, we haven't really said. This isn't a competitive deck, just for funsies. Next up, we have Vexing Shusher. Yeah, this is just a fun deck. <laughs> <laughs> he dink. He's super fun. Grill Grill Hybrid. Hybrid for 2-2, Goblin, Shaman. Can't be countered. Pay Grill Hybrid. Target spell can't be countered by spells or abilities. Yeah. Yeah, so this shuts off counter spells. Yeah. When you're yeah. paying eight for something, you don't want that shit to get countered. Certainly not. So push it through. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, we have a Zertaw Druid. Last Creech. So red, green, 1-1. One, one. Human Druid, not Elf Druid. Huh. In- anyways, you tap him for a green, and whenever you tap him for mana, he deals one damage to each opponent. So good. Yeah. He just gets it. He gets those chip-ins, and he's still giving you mana, right? Yeah, he does what you want him to do, and he just happens to do some damage also. It's all about them chippings. <laughs> right, you want to talk some instants? Yeah, there's three. There's three of them. First one, fresh meat. Fresh meat. So four mana, put a 3-3 three, three green beast creature token onto the battlefield for each creature put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn. If you're playing a token-based strategy and you know you're going to hit sweepers or you're going to be sacking dudes to make mana with a Utopia mic on... Fresh meat is a great card. I wouldn't say auto include, but it's very strong. Yeah, it like what's worst case scenario on this card? You get wrathed and you get ten guys at the end of the turn. Well, you you can't put a number on it though, right? Oh, like you, you get wrath and you get a bunch of dudes. The get, worst case scenario is it you sits get in your wrath hand. and then you yeah. The worst case scenario is you got wrath and then you drew this and then like. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't count because you didn't have it in your hand. Yeah. But if it's in your hand, you're going to just replace your team gets wasted and you get a new team. It's a, the B team. And, and, and probably, no, it's probably a bigger team if all your 1 1s died. But all your like utility guys also died. Your Nomada and, and your yeah. Vertiloth and stuff, yeah. right? There's something to be said about that. Awesome case scenario, though, is sack your whole board, end of your turn, uh, due to your right, sack your whole board to draw a bunch of cards. Yeah. Or to Ulosh the Hate Seed to get a bunch of blockers out of the way. Fresh meat. Get a whole new big team. On your turn, Crater Hoof. Yeah. I don't know if you need to at that point, though. Well, sometimes winning more is winning more. Yeah, sometimes winning more means killing two people instead of one. That's right. Okay. All right, next up we have the 
best cycle of two cards on one card as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> In heaven and he- heaven and earth, or heaven, heaven to earth, heaven to earth, heaven to is earth is how these ones were supposed to be finackled. I don't know if that's a word. If it isn't, it is now, and it's awesome. Green X, heaven deals X damage to each creature with flying. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And earth is the sideways version that goes into your graveyard, so you can still read it the right way. Red, red X, and it's a sorcery. That's funny. <laughs> it changed. <laughs> Earth deals X damage to each creature without flying, uh, and it's got aftermath, so you can only cast it from your graveyard. Right. So you get to nuke all those flying wieners, or you can rock all of the earthbound wieners. Yeah. Because sometimes you just have to do that. Sometimes you have a big team, and they're just not getting through, so F it. You know what I like is you heavened just to get rid of a, some big flyer that you couldn't block, and then somebody like uh, Marshall coos you and gets like seven soldiers, and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, you're an idiot, Earth. Yeah. Remember when I had that heaven in there and you see it sideways in my graveyard? Yeah. yeah. Eat a bag. So good. Last instant, Sprout Swarm. Sprout Swarm. Yeah, this one. This was like, actually, this one's good. This is a cool card. This is a cool card. And I love the picture. Like, they're overpopulating that that rock. So that one guy's like, let's get out of here. <laughs> and he's like flying away. He's a little glider. And he's like, yeah, he's, no, he's just jumping, dude. He's like, I got to get out of here. I got I to gotta break the mold. Tally ho. (laughs) (laughs) So it's green one, and it's got convoke, so you can tap creatures to help pay for it. It's got buyback, so you can help tap creatures to pay the buyback as well. And you'll have creatures. Yeah. So what do you get? You get a 1-1 green sapperling creature token. You just, you tap five sapperlings to get a sixth one, and... You can just keep casting and casting and casting. At some point, like, you can go infinite with this, right? If you have an intruder alarm and five creatures, this is just, I oh, have well, infinite we guys. D- we don't we in don't, this deck. But you got, in, the- in theory, you could do that. Intruder alarm also goes infinite with Nemata Grove Guardian, FYI. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's That's talk- why you need that mono blue partner commander, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do some sorceries. Let's do reverse alphabetical order for these ones. Whoa. Let's switch it up. Let's switch it up. Triumph of the Hordes. Oh, you just wanted to go right to this one. I sure did. Okay, green, green, two. Creatures get infect, trample, and plus one, plus one. This wins you the game as often as Crater Hoof does. Absolutely, it does. Shatterstorm. Destroys all artifacts. Important. They can't be regenerated. Yes. Four mana. Overrun. This one wins you the game, too. Lots of ways to win. Yeah. Hey, if you have lots of dudes. Five mana, plus three to your team, trample. Hunting Wilds. Ooh, weird one. Time Spiral. Planar Chaos, right? Planar Chaos. So green three, kicker of green three. Search your library for two forests. Put them into play tapped. Okay. If you paid the kicker cost, untap all forests that came into play this way, and they become three three green creatures with haste. Weird. That's a strange one. Honestly, I think that I meant to put in life and limb instead of that. Oh, and yeah. I just haven't switched it yet. Life and Limb is another... I think it's an enchantment yeah. for... Green three, just like this one. Yeah, and all forests are sapperlings, and all sapperlings are forests. Also goes infinite with Intruder Alarm. And yes. Nomada. Yeah, super good. Hull Breach. Green, red. This is sorcery, man. Like, come on. I wish this was an instant, is, is what I'm saying. Yes. <laughs> so it's destroy target artifact, destroy target enchantment, or do both. Shitty decimate. Yeah, speaking of which. Decimate. Destroy artifact, creature, enchantment, land. My favorite card. Creeping Corrosion. This is green Shatterstorm, except they can regenerate. Which is crap, but still neat. It's fine. How about Calmingverse? Calmingverse. There was just a big Twitter discussion with you and I think Dana Roach and Josh Lee Kwai. Yeah. About enchantment removal or mass enchantment removal. This is green three. Destroy all enchantments you don't control. Then if you control any untapped land, destroy all enchantments you control. Now, just here's the thing. With life and limb, non-bow, because then you have to tap all your sapperlings or else you lose your life and limb. Yes. So uh, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. But that one's good. But this deck has enough alternative ways to make mana where tapping out isn't as scary as with some other decks. You can tap out and still have tricks. Yeah. And while when you're only packing three instants... Yeah. And you don't have a ton of activated abilities. Like you got Nomada, cool. Yeah, you got Kamal. Uh, you got Kamal, but that's what it, that's it, fine. It, it is what fine. it is. Lastly, we have Bestial Menace. This one is like, why are you playing this, man? Because it makes vanilla tokens, dude. Vanilla tokens, that's right. So it's green, green, three. You get a 1-1 one, one snake. You get a 2-2 two, two wolf. You get a 3-3 three, three elephant. And the picture's awesome. 
Yeah, it has a snake, a wolf, and an elephant. It looks like they're going to drop the maddest rap album of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> they're coming out of a Pokeball? It's awesome. That's a, They actually are. That's a good-ass card with art on it anyway. Let's do some enchants. Should we go frontwards or backwards this way? This oh, frontwards. I like the first three that I'm looking at. All right. Beastmaster's Ascension. Ooh, three drop. Whenever you attack with a creature, it gets a counter. And as long as it's got seven or more counters, all your dudes get plus five. Everybody knew that was in there. Yep. Yep. Doubling season. Everybody knew this was in here. Doubles all your tokens. Fires of Yavimaya. Three mana. Green, red, one. Gives your team haste. And plus two if you sacrifice it to a dude. Who, I'm, who I'm cares actually, about that part? Yeah, I'm actually thinking about cutting it. For the uh, Rhythm of the Wild, probably. Possibly. but Because all of your creatures come in post-combat, so them having haste isn't as critical as you kind of think. Yeah. So I think I might cut this for just a way to make... Tana bigger or better. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I yeah, that's something that um you gain through experience with the deck. Like, why do I care? Right? Well, it turns out I don't care if they have haste. Right? Yeah, I don't give a shit if they have haste. Yeah. The only thing that you'd care about them having haste for is your Michaeloth. Because you get a whole schwack of them all at one time during your upkeep. Touche. How about Gaia's Anthem? That gives all your creatures plus one plus one. Growing rights of Itlamok. You search, you look at your creatures, you flips, you it, get a Gaius Cradle. It's a Gaius Cradle. You that. In the Web of War. Ooh, yeah, this one. And if I you're going to give somebody haste. I think that this one's good. Okay, so Red Red 3. Have we ever played this before? Yeah, we had to have. We must have. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it gets plus 2, plus 0, oh, and gains haste until end of turn. Yeah. So, like, I guess the question then becomes... How many? How much redundancy do you want at the give everything haste slot? And sometimes, just as importantly, at what slot in the mana curve do you want it to be at? Because you've got it at one in like mass hysteria. You've got it at three in fires of Yavimaya, rhythm of the wild, fervor. You got it at five in web of war. Where do you want it? How much do you want it? I think this is why I kind of want to cut fires because this one's good and. It gives haste until end of turn as opposed to just giving them haste. And that actually is important. Really? Yes. In what scenario? In two cards, it will become. Oh, very I relative. know what she. Okay. All right. The next card is Colony Heart Expedition. Uh, it's enchantment for two landfall. You get a counter on it. When it's got three counters, you sack it for two basics. Yes, sir. And here is the one. This is actually the card that made me want to build the deck. This is just the worst. I didn't build around Tana. I built around Merganda Petroglyphs. Green three enchantment. Creatures with no abilities get plus two plus two. <laughs> so when your guy loses haste at the end of turn, he gets bigger. Yeah, so like he's he doesn't lose his power. He loses some toughness, but he has haste. And then at the end of your turn, when haste goes away, they're giant still. Not terrible. It's not the worst. And with all the vanilla tokens and stuff, your guys are bigger. Most of your opponents are probably playing value creatures that have stuff, right? Oh, so it's dude. not really. Life and Limb is a non bow with that too because yeah. your green saprlings now have tap to add green. Yeah, balls, life, and limb. Yeah, balls, life, and limb. Yeah, hell with it. All right, next card. This card is a house, and everybody should at least own one. Yeah, graveyard removal, man. That's like super important, And right? this is a good one in Night Soil. Green, green. You pay one and remove two creatures in any graveyard, and you get a sapperling. Yeah. Yeah. You like so... reanimating? Well, F your target and F your next target. Yeah, never mind you like reanimating. You like, uh, you like getting green creatures back, like with regrowth and eternal witness. You like, uh, you got to remove a creature from a graveyard, right? It has to be creatures. Yeah. Not as hard as you think. They're no, but always... white can reanimate, black can reanimate, red's got anger, blue's got wonder, and snapcaster because you're going to play snapcaster in like simic decks to continuously flash back powerful spells off of your eternal witness, right? Like that card's good. It's a, it's a great card. Parallel lives. That's doubling season light, gives you an extra token. Path of discovery. What? Whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it explores. And that is to reveal the top card of your library, put it into your hand, if it's a land. Otherwise, put a plus one counter on the creature. And then you can put the card back or bin it. Yeah, late game land, bin it. That's tremendous when you have lots of creatures coming into play at the same time. It's going to get all your dead draws out of the way. Oh, yeah, because you can explore, like, 
like with your Michaeloth example, you could explore like ten times and just get everything out of the way. Yeah. And make your dudes bigger, not your Michaeloth bigger. Yes. The dudes that came in. Correct. What if you could put it wherever you wanted? Ooh. Ah, you can't though. Oh, I wish you could. But yeah, Path of Discovery is a cool card. Rights of Flourishing. This lets you it lets everybody draw an extra card, play an extra land. This goes along with your veteran explorer in the casual fun deck to get people into that mid late game. Yep. And also to um politicalize yourself. Yeah, 100% there for goodwill and making the game more fun for everybody. I love when that card's out, dude. It just it it's, Every, everybody gets to do what they want to do. Draw yeah. cards and play land. There's Ex- nothing better. Exactly. How about shared animosity? Yeah, whenever a creature you control attacks, it gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn for each other attacking creature that shares a type with it. Sapperlings, baby. Yeah, saps. That's that's not terrible. Lastly, we have a Verdant Embrace. So that is Verdant Force. During each upkeep, you get a Sapperling, but it's an enchant creature that gives the enchanted creature plus three, plus three, and it costs five. Super good. All right, let's do some artifacts real quick. Bow of Nylea. Oh, yeah, real quick. <laughs> Give me the novel. And the next one's a novel, too. Uh, attacking creatures you control have death touch. You can go green, one, tap, choose one. You get a plus one on target creature, two damage target creature with flying, gain three life, or put four cards onto the bottom of your library from your graveyard. This won me a game last week. Yeah, because you got to re-library your graveyard. I got my expropriate back. Yeah, oh jeez. <laughs> I've only cast that card once and it totally won me the game. That's what that card does. Excellent. Druidic Satchel. Three mana, pay two, tap, reveal the top card of your library. If it's a creature, you get a 1-1 Sapperling. If it's a land, put it onto the battlefield. If it's a non-creature, non-land, gain two life. It's neat. Yeah, and then you just put the card back, like you just reveal it. That's all you do. It's cool with uh, Oracle of Maldaya too. Cause yeah, because then you get. can tell, yeah. It's like, look at this creature. I'm going to pay two. I'm going to get a sapperling, or I'm going to gain two life, or I'm yeah, going to put that land into play. Yeah, if you just want the land and you care about getting a sapperling, like Oracle, you just play the land off the top of your deck. It's another land. I'll play that one too. Oh, look, it's a creature. I'll make a sapperling. Yeah. Yeah, okay. It's cool. Gruel Signet. Gruel Signet. Hazard's Monument. Ooh. Red creature control cost, or red creature you cast cost one less. Is it red creatures? Just Tana. Just Tana. Well, there's Tana and there's like Rata, uh, Warlord, and oh, yeah. Ulash the Hate Seed. Okay, whatever. You whatever. You play it for the other thing. Whenever you cast a creature spell, you may discard a card. If you do, draw a card. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah, you're playing lots of creatures. We're also playing Ronos's Monument. That is green creatures cost one less, so that's great. And whenever you cast a green creature... Target creature you control gets plus one or plus two plus two and trample. Usually target Tana to get the extra sapperlings. Yeah. Now here's the house of the deck. I super like this <laughs> oh, card. Oh man. And I know this is, is terrible, but it's also really good with uh that that pirate that makes a monkey. Wait, which Oh you're Ah, I understand what you did here. <laughs> Hero's Blade. Ooh, I actually really love this card too. It's, it's a great card. I got a foil one if you need. I do. I think think I have a foil one is what I mean. I'll trade you the foil one for the card that's in my pocket. Is it a credit card? No, it's an actual magic card. And it's in your sweaty, dirty pocket? It's in a hard sleeve. It's fine. Okay. Uh, that wasn't okay to the trade. I'm thinking about that one. <laughs> uh, it's a two-drop equipment. It equips for four. Equipped creature gets plus three, plus two. Whenever a legendary creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may attach Hero's Blade to it. Uh, it equips for free to a legendary and it may equip for free. So yes. you don't have to move it if you cast a different legendary creature. Correct. But uh, it on two, Tana on whatever, three or four. And now she's a five four instead of a two two. And then you get more saplings. That's right. Sweet. Super secret tech. I realized this the other day and I was going through my Noran deck. Really good with, what's her name? The monkey that makes a Rataban token. Because the monkey's legendary, so when you swing in with your girl, you can attach the hero's blade to the monkey. Instead of doing two, it does five. Yeah. <laughs> Super um, good. Kari Zev? Yes. Kari Zev and Ragavan. So. And hero's blade. I thought, I thought that you were pointing to, like, hidden gem superstar of the deck, this card. Sarpedian Empires Volume 7? <laughs> That's what I thought you no, were going to say. No, dude. So when it enters the battlefield, I love how as Sarpedian Empires Volume 7 is italicized in the text box. Because <laughs> it's a book title. Yeah. It's a card title on the text box. <laughs> it's also italicized in the card title because it's a book title. Oh, yeah. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when it enters the battlefield, choose white citizen... 
blue camarid, black thrall, red goblin, or green sapperling. Okay, so you've paid three mana and chosen a color and creature type. Yes. Okay. Three, tap. Put a 1-1 creature token of the chosen type onto the B. There you go. Makes a sapperling. Or a goblin. Whatever you want. Or a that is so camarade. That's the yeah, best. man. There's like crab people that took over when uh, after the brothers' war, when everything was flooding and the camarades were like coming in to take over. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> magic cool. is awesome. Skull clamp. Equip a sapperling. Draw two cards. Tenzo Goto's Mall. Equip creature gets plus one plus one. As long as it's legendary, it gets plus two plus two. As long as it's red, it gets trample. So Tana gets tramp trample. And plus two, plus two. Three. Because it gets plus one, plus one for it being equipped. Then if it's legendary, it gets plus two, plus two again. And then as long as it's red, it gets trampled. Oh, an additional plus two, plus two. Yeah. So it gets plus two, plus two. Yeah, that's good. Okay. That's cool. Also, the picture is giant. It looks like a big ball of hair on a chain. With Sweet. nails driven through it because yeah. it's rolled tighter than Bob Marley's dreadlock. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, last artifact. Bet last, last. stinks. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> oh, Trailblazer's boots. I like this include, man. I, this is a good card. Uh, two and two to equip. Equip creature has non-basic land walk. Now really think about this, everybody. <clears throat> How many times does this not say equipped creature is unblockable? Oh, it always says it that. It always says that. And if it doesn't say that to one person at the table, it says that to the other two people at the table. It and sure you just does. hit them. Exactly. Because you, you, you don't care. You just want to get sapperlings, right? Yeah. Just get her in there, get your sapperlings, get out. We'll let you get them uh, Tana chip-ins, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the deck. There's no real special lands. I'm playing your kind of generic. Oh, role. you know what? In the budget section, I do have some quabs with the mana base. Maybe we'll move to that after a couple couple quick things I wanted to note about the deck. Sure. Um. I wanted to rag on you because you're not playing a Sol Ring. That's an actual like weird oversight on my part. Just, just a blatant oversight. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. didn't have it. I could probably cut that Evolving Wilds or whatever and put a Sol Ring in instead. Yeah, how many land do you play? 36? 36. Uh, is 38. 30, is 35 and 30? That's 36, yeah. 36? Uh, 3.58 converted mana cost. I don't know. Can you cut a land? Nah, I'll just probably just cut that ramp spell and put a Sol Ring in. Oh, yeah, that shitty ramp spell that makes your dudes into... Yeah, just... Get rid of that. Don't put life in the limb in. Put in Sol Ring. Easy enough. Okay, that's fine. I was gonna. I was just gonna say. My note says, uh, "No Sol Ring. You're wrong." <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say no. I just didn't want to put it in. Uh, you know what I like about the deck is you've got a ton of early game plays that you want to play in the early game. You know, how you see a deck. It's like um, there's 28 two drops, but a lot of them are like counterspell or cyclonic rift or there's like 15 one drops but they're path and swords and vendetta and all these one drops that you don't know when you're actually going to cast yeah so late game they might eat into your mana where you should be spending your eight mana to win the game but you got to leave a mana up till you have nine to kill something and cast your eight mana spell yeah balls this, this deck has uh like 10 things on turn two that you actually want to be playing that's pretty cool I that's, like that. that's good yeah yeah um, not a ton of card draw, not a ton of removal, but I mean, this deck doesn't want a ton of removal because it's going to have more things just to throw in front of blockers, right? Yeah, just block. Yeah. There's 15 rocks and rituals and stuff, and you've got like those ratas that, that give you mana. Like there's lots of ways to make mana, so. Yeah, the deck can make a bunch of mana real quick. It doesn't maybe look like it at first, but once you actually sit down with some kind of a board state, you'll eventually just be like, holy Jesus, what am I going to do? Yeah. What two, am I going to do with Two this? ratas, a Zerta, whatever his name is, the Karametra's Acolyte. That's fine. Yeah, there's lots. Yeah. Strengths and weaknesses? Strengths and weaknesses. Okay. Early game jam. I just touched on that. Yep. I like it. Lots going on there. And uh, it doesn't feel like it's a, a, a try-hard, competitive, early game, get out quickly and kill somebody type deck. Certainly is not. It's just got jam, and then that jam is going to create value for you down the road with your Thalids and, and Tana and stuff, right? Yeah, it's just a, it's a casual deck that plays casually. Okay. Uh, speaking of casual, um, late game aggro jam. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got crater hoofs and shared animosities and stuff like that that is going to help us like force it in. It just that it, well, now that everybody's thinking, oh, yeah, he's just casual swinging for, you know, he's swinging for seven, swinging for eight. That's not that bad. And then all of a sudden at the end, you're just throwing dirty ass bombs and it's awesome. 
good utility land package. So this isn't what I was going to touch on, but I'm going to touch on it now anyways. Kessig Wolf Run, Mosswort Bridge. What's uh, what's the other one? Orin Reef, the Vastwood. Oh, yeah, gives a plus one to something. And Colony Garden gives you a zero one plant token. Yeah. It goes along with your Avenger Zendikar. There's lots of um, ways to tie in to your land package there to give you some more advantage in a token deck. Nothing that's going to be game-breaking. Yeah, I'm not playing anything crazy, but... It's there. It's good. It's well, you know what? If you got lots of mana, it never hurts to give something trample with your Kessig Wolf run. Hell yeah, especially if that trample is going to equal you getting more dudes. Yeah, even Kessig Wolf run, like red, green, X equals zero, target my Mycoloth to give it plus zero, plus zero, and trample. Yeah. That's fine if it's like a 2020. It's not terrible at all. Yeah. It's good stuff. Okay. Board advantage without drawing a ton of cards. You got, I mean, you got your skull clamp and stuff, but you're not drawing a whole bunch of cards. And because you're not drawing a whole bunch of cards and you're playing an aggro creature deck, token deck, moving over to the weaknesses, it bends over to sweepers late game if you can't draw those cards. Yes. Right? The the rebuild is actually fairly quick if you have a couple of equipments or specifically the hero's blade and you can get Tana back and get her swinging again. The rebuild doesn't take as long as with some other decks that have the same problem, but it is a, it is an issue. Yeah, like you cast Tana on three off a of mana dork, like on turn three. And then she dies like on turn five or six. And then you go to cast her again and she dies again to another sweeper. It's like Ugh. late game. My commander is going to cost me eight and she's going to give me two sapperlings that do nothing because like somebody removed my skull clamp because it was the best artifact on the table. Yeah. Like that's tough, right? It, it's tricky sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> we talked about the early game jam. There's nothing super threatening. No. Right. There's, there's no huge mana package which is fine because you don't want the deck to cost $1,000. Right. And uh, there's no, uh, I don't know, something, what's what's crazy game-breaking, like, early game? I don't know. Nothing. There isn't anything. This deck is, very, like, it gets it done on the board, and it, it's pretty out in your face. It's pretty fair, I think. Yeah, it's a fair deck. When, you, when yeah. you're talking about, like, 60 and 4 formats, people say, like, oh, yeah, there's combo decks and then there's fair decks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fair deck. It's a fair deck. Uh, okay, last weakness. This is the this is the one I wanted to touch on on the land base. Why tie up expensive land cards in a two-color deck? You've got a taiga in there. You've got a stomping ground. You've got a uh, wooded foothills. You've got like $400 worth of land cards there that would either be better served um, in three or four-color deck or just in cash value to build another deck. Because I own them. Oh. <laughs> I have them. And like, why own a card if you're not going to play it? Honestly, like if a taiga in your binder is... I'm not going to sell it. Sitting there and you're not going to sell it? Yeah, I'm not going to sell it. So Jam it. I'll just play it. Yeah, that's all right. Okay. Yeah, there's no point in owning those cards if you're not going to play them. I like them. You know what? I'm I'm thinking about that for um, Magic Fest Calgary. I'm thinking about trading in a bunch of expensive stuff that, have just, that I have two of. It's like, why do I have this in my trade binder or box? Like, I can't say that I can't afford a Mox Diamond because I have like... $500 worth of trade-in value. Yeah, I did this. I, I did right? that with uh, my trades just last week. I traded for a box topper Cavern of Souls. Yeah, you traded a bunch of surgicals, right? Surgical no, extractions? Just one. What? Just, <laughs> just one? Just one, and then some chaff. Like, not chaff, but like just some other modern stuff. Random like I, shit that you weren't playing. Yeah, I was never going to play it. It was just sitting in my trade binder for years. I was like, you know what? I want this piece of bling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trade for it, and I did. Come get some. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. I mean- I think that's a Jason Alt thing. He he says you can't say that you can't afford stuff if you've got a trade box or binder full of stuff. Yeah. Right. You got a thousand of those gain life lands and you trade them into wherever at ten cents a pop. You got like a hundred bucks. That's the truth. Go buy yourself something. Yeah. Get something neat. Get something for seventy bucks and get yourself a case of beer to go with it. Yeah. yeah now we're talking, dude. Now you're speaking my language. Okay. Well, you know what? That's good to get into the budget section here. Um, One more strength. We talked about this a little bit off the air. We should probably mention this too. One of the things about Tana and a token strategy is a lot of the times when you're playing token strategies, you need a whole bunch of stuff that generates tokens. Oh yeah. Which takes up a ton of space in your deck, right? You got to play all these funguses. You got to play all these things that double the counters on your funguses. You got to play pra-da-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. With Tana, you just need Tana. And then you can play stuff that abuses the sapperlings because she just 
is your token generation. Yeah, she just makes them. You're always on your token generation. So if you're drawing things that work with your tokens instead of things that make tokens, you're fine because you still have a token generator. Yeah, and always you know what I like about the deck is your token generators move up your uh, your mana curve. So Tana on turn three or four, then you've got like um, your what is it? Bestial whatever. The, the snake, wolf, yep. elephant. Or your Verdant Embrace. Your Verdant Embrace on the next turn, your uh, or your Michaeloth, if you just want to sacrifice like two dudes to give it plus four, plus four. Yeah. And then your Vertiloth or Nomada, and then your Kamal the Fister, and it's like, okay, I'm, I'm down now because I got like six creatures and, and two tokens, or four creatures and six tokens, yeah. and I'm going to overrun next turn. And all I had to do was play my commander and then curve out. Very nice. Right? Like, yeah. it's, that's easy. It frees up lots of slots to be able to just curve out and kill somebody. It lets you play more fun stuff that you want to play. Yeah. And, and that's neat about Tana. Okay, I got, I got this. S- budget, s- potential cuts or suggestions or whatever. Um, why no artifact mutation? It's red, green, destroy target artifact. I think it's an instant. You get sapperlings equal to the converted mana cost. I have one. And I don't know. I you, will. I should probably. I can play it as a hull breach. You got hull breach in here. Hull breach is a sorcery. It lets you get two things. But I think the trade-off for just getting an artifact is that you get like maybe five, six sapperlings out of it. That's pretty good. Or one sapperling if you get like a sol ring or like a yeah uh, a skull clamp. But I mean that's that's probably okay. It's not terrible. Yeah, I dig that. It's worst case scenario. You get a one drop. Super dig that. Okay. I like. I like crop rotation in this deck as well or anything that lets you just find land cards like a explorer exploration map or whatever yeah exploration map or sylvan scrying or crop rotation lets you find land cards just so you can find kessig wolf run yeah just to kill somebody so you're like um sack of tap sack my forest to crop rotation kessig wolf run dump 10 mana into it kill you pretty good it's not terrible yeah i don't even count that as a tutor i count it as like a ramp spell <laughs> even though it's not a ramp spell it costs you a card and then you get a land but it costs you a land too so it's like it's mana neutral but it's card negative right yeah that's okay but you end up being awesome and i also like finding with a maybe like a crop rotation is a blighted woodland because it lets you find two land cards and if you find two forests with your baru fister yeah, your dudes get bigger with trample. Yeah, so it turns like it turns a land card or a ramp card in crop rotation into a land into a pump spell. Super good. That's not that's just yeah. it's it's cool, right? Yeah, that's why Baru is in there. It's, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, what's the other one that you like? Uh, um, the fine two land card, Myriad Landscape. Yes, the same thing. Yes. Yeah. Last one, Zena Ghost the Reveler Planeswalker. Zena, yeah, be... Zena Planeswalker. Yeah, adds a mana for each creature control. Yeah. If for his plus ability, you get a red or a green for each creature you control, and his minus makes a satyr token with no abilities. Cool, yeah. yeah. Not terrible. I dig that. And his last, I remember what his last ability does, but it sucks. So yeah, who cares? I didn't even, I didn't even read it. I just read those first ones. I was like, hey, that goes in this deck. It costs like four mana. This deck also begs for a Perforos, but I don't want to be that guy that plays Perforos in every deck. I already play Decimate in every deck. So that's why <laughs> yeah. that's why Perforos isn't in here. So there's no swing with Tana, deal five, get five guys, deal ten to everybody. That would be awesome, but not what I'm trying to do here. Should we do card of the week? You mean card of the, of week. the week. Week. week? Yes. What do you got? Your deck, your actual deck in real life. What do you got? This week, I'm actually going to go with Beru Fist of Krosa. And that might sound super narrow, but I think that he goes good in virtually any deck that's green. And plays creatures. Uh, I'll reread them if you have forgotten who that is. He is a 4-4 for green, green, 3, legendary creature, human, druid. Whenever a forest comes into play, green creatures you control get plus 1, plus 1, and gain trample until end of turn. So it works good in this deck with all the sapperlings. Or if you're playing a deck that has green creatures in it, it just works well, especially if you're ramping, which is something green does. And if you want to pick one up, it's a cool Future Sight card. It's got Grandeur, F that ability. It's 71 American cents or 72 Canadian dollars because the exchange rate is garbage. If you want a really cool foil one, uh, the commander tax on that is exceptionally high. Uh, It's 8 American dollars or 736 million Canadian dollars. (laughs) It's like a 10 times foil multiplier on 70 cents. Yeah. So it's like, or 72 cents or whatever you said. 
Yeah, so but it's a cool card, and I think that uh, you don't see very many of him. You don't see him very often. I have exactly one in my shitty box that I'm probably going to trade in. Looks like I'm going to get 20 cents for it. Dang it. <laughs> Maybe you should paint him and, and auction him off on Facebook. Ooh, good plug. Thanks. No Big problem. shout out to everybody who's been bidding. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, moving to the milk list. As per EDHREC.com. Everybody loves the milk list. Yeah, dude. This is the most popular cards at each converted mana cost slot from, what do we got today? From 1 to 13 only. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. This shouldn't surprise us. We do the Grawl list like every three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So we should just memorize it. Uh, okay, so what do we got today? We're doing Gruel, or as the kids say... Shitty Angry Omnath. Yeah. At the zero drop slot, most popular card, Ever Flowing Chalice. Nope. <laughs> At the one drop slot, Sol Ring. No. You're actually not. <laughs> Whoops. Okay, well, what about the next two? Llanowar Elf and Elvish Mystic. No and no. Yeah, they're functional, let's call them functional reprints. You're not playing either of them. Two drop slots, Sakura Tribe Elder. I do have that one. Yeah, and Girl Signet, but we're not counting that one. So just one milkless match thus far. Three drop slot, Cultivate. Nope. Explosive Veg at four. Nope. Shamanic Revelation at five. Nope. Rishkar's Expertise at six. Nope. Avenger Zendi at seven. Yes. Yes. Okay, that's two. Big Daddy Butt Sex, Terastodon at eight. Nope. Oh, Crater Hoof is number two at eight. That would have been a dang. Blasphemous Act at nine. Nope. Primal Surge at ten. Nope. World Spine Worm at eleven. Nope. Galta at twelve. Nope. Emrakul the Promised End at thirteen. Nope. Two milkless matches. Pretty good. That's pretty good. Excellent. Okay. Last bit. We got the spicy calculator. The spice calculator. Now, we mentioned at the top of the show, this might be a little wonky because Tana is such a loser that they just assume over at EDHREC.com that you're going to play her with somebody else. Yeah. And you know what? She, because she's like such a great value generator, she gets paired with um, Timna a lot, Tana and Timna. So you can get... Red, green, black, white, and there are some crazy good competitive EDH staples on the EDH rec list. Yeah. You're not playing those. No, I'm not playing any of those. Yeah, most of them are black and white because they go with the Timna version of this deck. Yes. So your uniqueness rating, like cards different than the stock page on EDHREC.com, I'm going right there. 51 cards different. Yeah, baby. You're like not playing any of them. <laughs> There's like the the dude that if you have the city's blessing, you get a sapperling, gives plus two, plus two. Yeah. That one's in there. There's a couple other sapperling cards like that are in there and a couple removal cards and like a gruel signet. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so popularity on edhrec.com. This is the 20th commander in gruel down the list. She is the first modern card frame creature like she's below stang she's the last modern card frame she's the when you're going oh, yeah. up from the bottom yeah, everything right. below her is like vanilla from legends yeah vanilla nine nine and then uh the one we were talking about earlier talk near deathlock yeah that was the one that we did when it had zero lists it has seven now one of them is ours very excellent so she got 30 lists Tan tana that's the she it's a she i'm sure she's a she that sounds like a she mind you we shouldn't assume Tana has 30 <laughs> lists. Cool. Average converted mana cost to your list, 3.58. That is pretty good. It's pretty casual. Critical turn, I don't know. What do you think? Five? Like, you land your Michaeloth next turn, it's like, kill it, or I'm just going to take the game over? Yeah. Or that's what fair. else do you get on five that is like that? Nothing. You get Tana swinging in there. Presuming that you've played something that makes Tana difficult to block and or bigger, you can just swing. And eventually that value will build up to a point where you're... Your sapperlings can just swarm and murder somebody. Okay, so you get like uh, your hero's blade or an anthem or something to pump Tana so you can swing in on turn, so you can play her on turn three or four, swing on turn four or five, and you clamp, clamp, fill your hand back up. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say critical turn five. It's pretty good. Okay. Big games, little games, where you want this? I would say medium. Little games, she's too slow. Big games, there's too many sweepers. So I think that like four or five is right where you want to play this one. Because she's casual enough where nobody's going to target you really. And, you know, the average wrath number is okay. Okay. Well, you punch it all in with your 51 uniqueness rating. Gives you a spiciness of 71. Yes! That is really good because you're not, you're not playing Tana Timna 
Or Tanithrasios. Yeah. Super cool. I played something that's fun. Yeah. And look, at I'm getting rewarded for it with a fun deck. Yes. That, that is super important. That kind of sounds like a final thought of the day. Let's run over our giveaway and uh, shout out to Commander's Brew one more time. Battle of the Brews, April 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Run over the giveaway. All right. That's where you can check out Commander's Brew. They have generously built a list is it specifically for our show? No, it was for one of their shows. I think I forgot to mention at the top of the hour, um, episode 162 of Commander's Brew is a Anne Alesha who smiles at artifacts list. Very uh, recurring artifacty, very CCO. I yeah, like it. Very ours. You can listen to that episode. You can win us. You can drop them a comment. Hey, CCO sent us an FU. Get them. You can also follow us, like us, share us, destroy the like button on any of the social media platforms on which we currently reside, and you will be entered in to win a deck built by Commander's Brew. For complete details and all of that, check out commandercookout.com. It's all there on the giveaways page. As far as this deck goes, she is a lovable loser. I built her because I thought she would be fun, and it turns out she really, really is. If you look at the tapped out page, minus all the expensive land and the foils, the deck could probably cost... 28 bucks for you to build and I promise you it's a great time and you always have game in every game that you play which is pretty cool and something that I think decks like this really need to do. Just a quick shout out to next week if you like $28 decks next week's deck was $28 until I put in like two expensive cards and nice. wait until you see it it is awesome it's gonna be excellent because that is what the arc of the lovable losers patron suggestion has been delivering to us and to you, and we'll be back to keep it rolling on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song! Woo!